Tracy Turner is an American living in France with her French husband, Bernard, and their nine-year-old son, Emmanuel. Many of you who've listened to this show for a while will remember that Tracy and Bernard are fighting for their freedom to homeschool in France. Today, Tracy is joining me with Kevin Bowden, who is an attorney representing them from HSLDA. We're going to give you an update on their case and let you know how you can get involved and help this family secure homeschool freedom in the nation of France. This is Heidi St. John. You found the Heidi St. John podcast. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, thank you guys for tuning in today. I want to jump right into this because I'm really honored to have uh, both Tracy and uh, Kevin Bowden from HSLDA on the show with me today. Tracy, welcome. I'm glad that you're here. Thank you so much, Heidi. I'm really happy to be here. Well, I want to uh, let everybody know kind of how this started. So there'll be some people who are listening to this who haven't heard of you or your case yet. So take us back to the beginning, sort of how you ended up as an American living in France uh, with a French national. And you guys have a son, obviously, Emmanuel, that you're homeschooling. Tell us a little bit about your family, how you started homeschooling and what brought you to where you are today. Okay. Well, yes, I, I am an American. I met my husband, who is French. I met him about 15 years ago now when he was stationed at the NATO headquarters in Norfolk, Virginia. He was a French army officer for 28 years. So at the time he was with NATO, we were married. And then one year later, his military career brought us to France. And we've been here for 12 years now. And we had one, we have one son. He's nine years old. He was born, he's born and raised here in France. We homeschooled him from the very start. I always knew I would want to homeschool my children. So we started homeschooling. It's been a great experience. And we, we never dreamed, we really never dreamed that uh, that right would be denied to us. But um, that's exactly what happened this past year here in France. And how did that come about? I mean, people listening to this in the United States and even over in Europe uh, are going, wait a second, did they just you'd show up on your door one day or did you get a phone call or did someone say, hey, we heard that you're uh, homeschooling and you can't do that anymore? What happened? So back in 2021, there was a law that was passed here. It was a law, a greater law called um, Reinforcing Respect for the Principles of the Republic. It initially was titled The Law Against Separatism, and they changed that title. But it, it was a law that was put into place to combat um, radical radical separatism, radical Islamists. Um, when uh, our president Macron, when he introduced this bill, you can look at his, uh, his speech and he actually mentioned the terms Islam 92 times, Muslim 22 times, terrorism 12, and jihad four times. So this law was directly towards radical Islamism. However, since the law went into place, we now see that it's just across the board being used to absolutely get rid of homeschooling entirely. When he introduced the bill, he, he wanted to make homeschooling illegal, except for medical situations. However, in Congress, fortunately, people did push back on that. There were four criteria that were passed where we can now request authorization to homeschool. These four criteria, the first is the medical reason. 
Second is if the child is like an extreme sports or arts. A third is that they are too far, too far uh, distance from any public school. And the fourth was called a, they have a special situation, a specific situation. Actually, even the name of the, the context is called a situation propre. And even in itself, we cannot even um, translate it because it's so vague. <laughs> in the English terms, it's very difficult to even define what that means. Um, so this law was vaguely incorporated, uh, saying that it would be easy for everyone who had good intentions for homeschooling, that were wanting to homeschool for the, for the well-being of their children. That is how they, they said that this law would be passed, that all you had to do was request authorization. You had to state the um, specific situation of your child and supply an educational project that accommodated that specific situation. However, what we see now in cases like ourselves, our family, we requested permission, we requested authorization, and we're being denied. Our first request was um, was admittedly a bit light. In fact, we, it was only two pages long. We, we, uh, we did put in all the information that they requested, but we did not go at extreme lengths with that, largely because we knew this law was against separatism and radical Islamism. And my husband, having served in the military for 28 years, we thought surely this law will not apply to us. <laughs> um, but we were we were refused the first time. So we had the opportunity to um, to request again to the Department of Education. And this time we made that document 26 pages long and it detailed every single thing about our family history, um, our educational project, our son. Everything was in that. And then we still received a refusal to that. And after that, we had to go to court. Um, once we receive that refusal, part of the law too, as soon as we are refused, um, we are immediately required to enroll our son into public school, even while we're going through the court process. So the first court we went to was to suspend that judgment, to ask that they not require us to enroll him until the court process is finalized. Um, we lost that. We did lose that, and they required that we enroll him immediately. And then we had our actual first, well, last time I talked with you was the evening before our first court appearance. And so since the time that we've talked last, we did go to, to the administrative court. They had all of our documentation um, in that court. They have a reporter who is someone that... I think I think we decide with Kevin the closest thing might be a, a magistrate. Is that correct? Um, someone who so the person and the reporter is not like a news reporter. It's actually they are a lawyer. Um, there's a panel of three judges and there's the reporter. The reporter is the one who reads through all the materials, reviews it all, makes a summary of the case and proposes it to the judges and say, these are the facts that I found. This is my suggestion of what your decision should be. The reporter's suggestion is not binding, but 90% of the time the judges follow the reporter's suggestion. And in court, the reporter 
summarized our case, and at the end said, it is without difficulty that we identify that our son, Emmanuel, that Emmanuel has a specific situation, which is what the law requires of us. So we thought, great. <laughs> um, however, she continued and she said, we find that he has a specific situation. However, I still suggest that you deny them authorization because we do not see that any elements that constitute an obstacle to schooling and her intuition tells her that Emmanuel is not socialized. So that, that was what we received in court. And then we had to wait one more month after that to receive the final decision from the judges. Um, after the reporter made, made those suggestions, we received the paperwork a month later and the judges decisions simply say, the circumstances do not make it possible to characterize the existence of a situation specific to Emmanuel. So you see, it's completely contradictory. It's completely ar arbitrary. It's completely different. And the judges, that's all we receive from the judges. We don't receive any kind of explanation or, or anything. One line and that's it. <laughs> so is your son currently then enrolled in a public school? No, he's not. I'm glad. <laughs> uh, I am. I'm. I have so many questions, and I'm. I want to. Um, I'm going to come to Kevin in just a minute because I. I'm imagining that as a mother, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes. I'm imagining this has been very, very hard on you, emotionally. Obviously, you care very much about your son. You homeschool him because you care about his education and because you want to be the one who is the primary influence in his life. If this law was, in fact, uh, uh, enacted because, as Macron said, it was to uh, guard against separatism and radical Islamism, certainly you do not fall under that category. Your husband, having been in the French military for a very long time, clearly you love the nation where you live and you are uh, ascribing to French values and French nationalism, which is what they are claiming this law is about. So as you just pointed out, we're looking at just a, a contradiction in terms from start to finish. And you have found your family in the middle of this. At what point did you decide we're going to look stateside for help? Um, we originally, I reached out to Kevin, um, rather early in the process. Actually, when I, the, when we initially went to court for the court of suspension, uh, we thought we could do it on our own. Quite honestly, we went in my, my husband and well, you I should have and, been able to, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> we didn't think we right. actually needed a lawyer. And we were stunned when we went into court that really the, the lawyer of the Department of Education, he came in there, you know, strong. We, we thought, again, they were going to see us in court, my husband with his Medal of Honor pinned on, and they were just going to be like, OK, let's let this go. Um, but they didn't. They went for the throat. And we walked out of walked out of the court that evening and they went for the throat and then submitted some new um, paperwork that day that we had not even had a chance to see. And when we looked at it, they referred to our son by the wrong name three times. They referred to siblings that he doesn't have. They referred to criminal sanctions against us that we don't have. 
it was completely erroneous. It was basically someone else's file and they had just put our name at the top of it. And then at the bottom of this file, they I have to make this quote that they say, it is up to the administration to determine the mode of instruction, the most in, conform in conformity with the child's interest with regard to his situation. This is the text they use saying that it's the authority of the administration to decide where, who and where that child will be educated. But when we read that, they can't even keep our child's name correct. They had, they weren't even, it wasn't even the right, the same child. So how can they determine the mode of instruction best suited to him when this was not even our file? So when we saw all of these errors and we read this and saw that the administration thinks that they have the authority to make the decision of who will educate our child, we thought, we need a lawyer. <laughs> so we, um, we only had like 48 hours at that point. So we immediately reached out to a French lawyer. And, and then after that process, I reached out to Kevin, but we already had a lawyer. So he was unable to really um, to assist us legally at that time. Um, but after we've just gone through this court process, we're no longer we're bound to to our French lawyer. And Kevin actually reached out to me very, very thankfully. And, and we began to talk and having having HSLDA with with us has absolutely been life changing. It's so incredibly, incredibly reassuring to have the legal expertise coming from people who share the heart for homeschooling and 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 share the the share the fight, share the the battle, the understand the importance. It's it's been absolutely undescribable for for us. Wow. Well, that is the the heartbeat behind the Homeschool Legal Legal Defense Association, which has been defending homeschooling rights now for over 40 years, really making homeschooling possible not just here but in other countries as well. Hey guys, I know it's hard to find books worth reading to our kids these days as the woke indoctrination folks are working really hard to deceive our kids. We know that focusing on intentional family time, teaching our kids truth and traditional values, cultivating healthy family habits, that's how you build a strong family. Well, Brave Books is writing books that teach faith-based values like the sanctity of life, discernment, or perseverance. And you can subscribe and receive a brand new read aloud book each month with corresponding family activities. Guys, these are high quality picture books for children and I promise your kids are gonna love them. Go to bravebooks.com right now and use the promo code Heidi for 20% off your Brave Books family subscription. Kevin, thank you for coming on the show with me today. I wanna uh, kick this over to you for a minute because I think there are a lot of people listening to this who are trying to put themselves in Tracy and Bernard's shoes. And in the United States, it's almost unimaginable that this could happen. When you guys found out about this, what was your first thought, Kevin, as to a legal strategy and how to come alongside Tracy and Bernard and help them with this case? Well, first of all, Heidi, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure um, as always. You know, when I heard of Tracy's case, I honestly was not very surprised because I'm aware of the French law. I'm aware of the situation there. I would have been more surprised if she was homeschooling without issue, um, which of course is far different than what we expect in the United States. Mm -hmm. And I, I think back 
you know, to the early mid 80s, when we consider the history of homeschooling in America, and you hear the stories of the moms who said, I will not send my child to school, you can either take them away, or you can take me to jail, but I'm absolutely not doing what you're demanding that I do. And, um, you know, the fortitude of those moms mm -hmm. from 40 years ago, and 30 years ago, that's the fortitude that Tracy and Bernard are having in France. And as, as she has clearly outlined, they are unrelenting. I mean, they are just not interested in any opposition to their law, even if they acknowledge that it's the best thing for the child. And mm -hmm. so I commend Tracy. It's, it's really a pleasure to work with her and her husband. Um, we're hopeful for the appeal. You know, this is the first level appeal. It may need to go to the French Supreme Court and perhaps even to the European Court of Human Rights after that, if necessary. Um, but it's absolutely crucial, not just for Tracy and Bernard, but for the French people as a whole, for the European home education environment. And then ultimately, I think around the world, these, 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 these laws that are passed in countries that seem like they're far away from the United States do reverberate at home. And I think it's important for the U.S. homeschool community to remember that, that Tracy's fight with her family is our fight in the United States and vice versa. So uh, I commend her. It's a pleasure to work alongside her, but you know, the battle's real and we don't know what the outcome will be. I think it's interesting. One of the things that she was talking about was uh, the department of education. And I thought, boy, you know, we have a department of education <laughs> right here in the United States and how quickly they can forget their place in the life of a parent. And at the end of the day, that's really what this is about. It's a question, right, Kevin, of jurisdiction. And we're, tr and we're trying to, the decision is needed to be made who has jurisdiction over the upbringing of this child in the absence of abuse, which there clearly is no abuse here, in the absence of, of them not educating their children. So we're not actually really even talking about what's in the best interest of the child. This is a question now of jurisdiction. And so if we, if we take that argument to its fullest and we understand, all right, this is the French government's interest now in determining what that child is taught, are you able to bring those arguments uh, to the to the to the floor in this case, or are you trying to stay away from the ideological component of this and keep it just basically like, hey, look, you got the wrong person. You said this was Islamism, and clearly it isn't. Or are we able to make an ideological argument? I I, I think you can do both. I mean, ultimately, we make the argument that we think is successful. So mm -hmm. in this case, you know, there there are a number of particular compelling factors. Um, in their case, that, that we can argue. But if you argue at that level and win at that level, you open the door for the ideological arguments. Right. And so it, it's not necessarily one or the other. And, you know, of course, we got to remember, we're not dealing with the U.S. Constitution. We're not dealing with Pierce or, or Yoder or these other Supreme Court precedents that are, you know, so ingrained in most of our minds in the United States. We're dealing with French Constitution, the French law, uh, more importantly, the UN interpretation of the treaties that had been ratified and how those apply to France. And so that's the legal framework. And, you know, most people may not know, but we have a negative rights framework in the United States. Most countries of the world have a positive rights where Tracy's right to parent is only as much as the state gives her. Here, our right to parent, as we know from our, you know, founding fathers, is inalienable and comes mm -hmm. from our creator. It's part of the natural law. So 
these idea of jurisdictions, you know, it's it's a it's a different argument across the water than we have here. It's an argument that we have to make, but we need we do need to have to we, we have to win the argument as well, um, because, the, you know, the next phase of the movement might be once families can homeschool and they grow up to be successful, we can demonstrate that, in fact, they're they're proficient, they're successful, they're integrated into society. I was on Capitol Hill yesterday talking to someone and a, and a staffer came out from a congressman's office and says, I was homeschooled. I'm so glad for what you guys do. But we need those examples in France 30 years from now and all over the world. Yeah. Now. So um, different fight, but we, we will take the fight that we think will be successful and that will open the door towards some changes in the future. Why is it so important, Kevin, that uh, people in the United States pay attention to what's happening to homeschool freedom around the world, particularly as it relates to this case? Well, you know, it's interesting. I was just at a kind of a coalition meeting that HSLD Action was hosting today. And people don't realize the level of influence, even that UN documents and treaties and overseas uh, agendas, if you will, have influence even in our U.S. legislature. I mean, a lot of the stuff that we see in the U.S. now that bothers conservatives so much, you know, these ships have been sailing towards U.S. shores for quite a while. And we're all alarmed because they've arrived here. And we we ought to be probably less alarmed because we should have seen it coming. And um, so I think you ought to care for a couple of reasons. Hey, it ought ought to make you grateful for where you're at. I mean, if if Tracy was at home in Virginia where she grew up, she would be homeschooling without issue. We wouldn't be having this discussion. No risk, no threat, no concern, no 26 page justification, no court fees, none of this stuff. And so if you're a mom in the U.S. going, I mean, I asked myself this question, would I do what she's doing? Would I stand in defiance of French law knowing what's possible? I mean, that takes fortitude. And I would encourage any mom to say, would I do that for my child? Do I believe in this so much? Um, and then also pay attention. I mean, we have to wake up. I mean, you talk about, you know, getting off the bench and, and being aware. You've got to be aware. Don't just know what's going on in your own backyard. But yeah. we got to know what's going on because across the world, you know, these these policies, these laws, they are taking roots. And the, the more traction they ground, they get internationally, the more likely we are to see them successfully imported into the United States, which would be um, which would be terrible. So uh, you here. Well, and the truth is, we're seeing this. Uh, it, this is Marxism. I mean, we're seeing a Marxist ideology uh, absolutely in our universities. We're seeing uh, just uh, you know hundreds of thousands of graduates every single year coming out of these universities that really don't value freedom and don't share our love of the Constitution and our gratefulness for it. In fact, they'd be happy to rewrite it. If you gave them 10 minutes in a, you know, in a Sharpie marker, uh, they'd tear that thing to pieces. And that's the truth. I mean, that's where we're headed in the United States right now. And I think Tracy's courage uh, is, is remarkable in the face of this. Tracy, I'm, I'm curious to know where you are sitting right now with this case. And obviously, um, I mean, thank God for HSLDA. And we're going to be talking about how people can financially support this this uh, this case, because it's very important that we take the opportunity and, and uh, come alongside you in every way that we can. But Kevin mentioned briefly a, a risk. And I think we don't think about that. I mean, Kevin's right. If you were in Virginia right now, you, we wouldn't be having this conversation. You'd be coming up with curriculum and, and planning your day and going to homeschool co-op and 
going about your life. And so this has turned your life upside down. When Kevin talks about risk, what is he actually talking about? What is the French government saying, do this or this will happen? Well, um, well, the law is so new, we don't entirely know. Um, there are a few precedents already. Um, we're aware of one family that the, the police arrived at their home and they took the husband and wife and the children to the police station, separated them all and questioned them for 12 hours. Uh, they went home together that evening. Um, that's one that's unbelievable. Yes. And, um, and then just this week, the, a set of families went before the court and they were fined. They were fined 500 euros, the equivalent of about $600. $600. So that was actually um, quite a light, a light penalty. Uh, fortunately, I think they, they intentionally started relatively light from what they say at that point, trying starting there and um, hoping that those penalties do not increase. Currently, those are the only scenarios that, that we're aware of at this time that have happened, but how far it will actually go, we don't know. But um, it's definitely, definitely intimidating. Definitely, um, it, it definitely has changed the dynamic in our home that we've, we have had to talk with our son and prepare him for that possibility that the police show up mm -hmm. at our house, we would rather, you know, have him be prepared than have no idea what's going on. Um, so yes, the type of conversations that you have around the dinner table that you just never imagined you would, I never imagined I would be having as, as an American and even as a French citizen, I never, I never imagined I would be having that conversation. Yeah. It, it's hard. It's hard to, to take in. Uh, Kevin, when you, you guys are looking, you've got, you know, quite the legal battle on your hands now. How can people right here at home, and, and I know that there are a lot of people listening uh, to this, even that live in New Zealand and Australia and uh, in Great Britain, how can people get involved? And I mean, certainly we're going to be praying for this family and for what's happening with homeschool freedom. Uh, I mean, goodness sake, they, they've got their, you know, their work cut out for them in uh, Germany as well, right? Uh, but this is a whole new battle. How can people get involved on a practical level and assist uh, in shoring up the defense for this family? Well, we would, I mean, the, the primary, you know, other than praying, which of course we appeal to the Most High, we appeal to the Lord Almighty for his intervention. He, he can, he could intervene if he wanted to. Um, That's right. But oftentimes, as we know, he 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 watches these processes play out for reasons that sometimes he discloses and sometimes he doesn't. Um, but you know, we are blessed to support Tracy and her family. I I we have committed to them wherever this process goes. If we win at the court of appeals, wonderful. But if they want to financially support, that would be uh, that would be you know very huge. And so we've got hslda.org is our website. Um, we have taken. We haven't take the risk, taken the risk away from Tracy B and Bernard because we can't, the, the risk of what may happen. But what we've tried to do is provide legal support and taken the financial burden off their shoulders so that regardless of where this goes, they don't have to worry about, will we have money to, to, to pay for attorneys? Can we retain an attorney? HSLDA has done that on their behalf. And so if folks are interested, I would invite them to uh, you know support financially, so that we can continue to support them. And, you know, Tracy's fam you know, Tracy's story, you know, unfortunately there are stories all over the world where families are being fined and it's not right. 
it's not good. We, we can't take them all as, as, you know, I wish we could, but we can try to take some cases where we think there's a compelling fact pattern. And we think that there is with this family. And so if folks are interested in doing that, I would encourage them to do so. Um, and of course, if you're not familiar with HSLDA, that website also will tell you kind of what we do, what we're about. Um, but this is exactly what we're about is I want to see, you know, I mean, homeschooling is possible in the United States. It's legal. It's possible. I want to see homeschooling be legal and possible for every child in every country in the world. That's the goal. That's the vision. And it starts just like it did, just like it did in the United States. One family, one mom, one dad, one parent at a time. And so that's what we're doing. And if that excites you, if that interests you, as I hope it does, um, continue, you know, con consider partnering with us uh, as we undertake these efforts. I know Tracy and Bernard are very grateful. They're wonderful to work with, um, just wonderful people. And uh, it's, it's a cause, I think, worth supporting. Yeah, I do too. I consider it uh, a real privilege to know both of you. I had the chance to meet Tracy and Bernard when I was speaking at a homeschool convention stateside just a couple of years ago and uh, and have been very grateful for what the Lord has done. The Lord definitely moves ahead of us. And I think even when we cannot see what's in front of us, God is working behind the scenes and he's orchestrating things. And uh, I know from my end, we're going to be definitely praying over here and at Firmly Planted, uh, doing as much as we can to get the word out. But Kevin and Tracy, it's just been a delight to have both of you. Thank you for coming on the show and uh, keep us posted. We'll, we'll bring this back up to date when you guys have more news for us. Thank you so much, Heidi. I mean, both of you have been so kind and generous to us having kind words about our family. And honestly, we would not be doing what we're doing without either one of you and the inspiration and the ministry that, that you do. So thank you very much. Thank you, Heidi. If you guys want more information on this case, you can go to hslda.org to support the work that they are doing uh, for this family and for families around the world and here in the United States. Also, there's information on homeschooling and the law in France also at HSLDA's website. I will link back to that in the show notes today. And we hope that you guys will get behind this family financially and certainly, obviously, uh, in prayer. We serve a God of miracles and he sees this family and we know that God's heart beats for children. He loves these families and kids are given to their parents. And so we're going to continue to pray for this. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have questions for me, as always, you can reach out to me, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. I'd love to hear your feedback and uh, we'll have more information and updates on this case as it continues to uphold. Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you back here again at the intersection of faith and